Hello there, you're the Flash, but you could call me JD. And ahoy, I'm the comic book hunter, but you could call me Hunter. And welcome to A Hero Story, episode 49. Getting close to 50. Yeah, one uh, more. A Hero Story is a comic book podcast where we talk all things com- comic books, which includes comic book movies, comic book animation, comic book video games, you name it, we probably talk about it. Uh, we start with the news of the week, whatever big news happened, live action or comic or anything comic booky and then we go to the comic books of the week where we go over them rate them you know a whole general review and then sometimes we do a character of the week we haven't done one in a few weeks because we've been so busy on the podcast but we might have time for one today though we haven't thought of a character yet so it might have to come to us in the moment maybe bane but, maybe bane uh yeah that would actually be a good one so uh yeah probably bane um but check the timestamps and you'll find out right away anyway yeah, description um, below in the soundcloud here yeah, we so we, as I said, we start with the news of the week, and that is Hunter's section. So, Hunter, let's get to the news. Well, before that, just if, for those who want to go to the comics of the week, this week's comics are Batman number 71, Justice League number 24, Superman number 11, all-new Aquaman number 48, The Amazing Spider-Man number 21, and Daredevil number 5? Yep, 5. Yeah. I, I never I never remember to introduce the comics. I always forget. Yeah, I always do. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll go over our cover of the week and our pick of the week when we get to the comics. But first off, the news. Um, JD, remember the animated Justice League War where Hal Jordan and Batman, they're in the tunnels and Hal yeah. Jordan thinks that Batman's a vampire? Well, now Batman's now a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that somewhere? Or did you just come up with that? That's clever. I, I saw that somewhere. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, that's clever. Uh, yeah, Robert Pattinson has been announced to be the next Batman in the DCEU for, uh, the next 10 years, I'm gonna guess or something. This seems like to be the Batman that'll, like, be, like, the Tony Stark of the MCU or the Chris, you know, the Captain America. I feel like this Batman is here to stay. And he's 33 uh, years old. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. Um, so this isn't who I wanted them to cast. I was hoping for Army Hammer. But, Me too. hey, I'll take whoever. Um, Robert Pattinson. So now I'm only familiar with him from Twilight and I think Harry Potter. So I haven't really seen him in much. There's but from what I've heard, fire. from what I've heard, he's like a decent actor. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I think I've seen him in another movie. But besides that, just Twilight and Goblet of Fire. And uh, two two guys in their twenties uh, just admitted to watching Twilight. That's uh, nice. hell yeah! I have. Uh, we, were, we were all we were all in middle school once. <laughs> I actually just watched them recently, but oh, yeah, okay. I, would, I wouldn't have admitted that far. <laughs> yeah, I did for the first time just about a year ago. But oh. <laughs> uh, I think he is a good actor. Like people complain about what he's been in, but he does the roles well. And since Twi- Twilight ended, like what? seven eight years ago something uh, like that yeah, yeah probably That's maybe 10 it's been over for a while and he's been in a lot of movies since then he's had lead roles in these movies uh he's got mus- muscles uh he's young my i guess let's go over the pros and cons what, what are the pros of this um youth he's yeah uh, i think two years younger than henry cavill he's assuming henry 33 cavill is, yeah is still you know superman he's six uh, foot so one Youth so. works, yep. He's tall. Um, he's kind of got a Bruce Wayne-ish look. Uh, with, I've seen some comic panel comparisons. I could see it. Um, he's... he's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I wasn't Good. expecting this. This kind of caught me by surprise. I know some people were fan casting him, but it kind of caught me by surprise. Not many people did. A few known people did. Like, uh, I believe Boss Logic, he wanted this. But... I don't know how many yeah. other people did it. A lot of people wanted Army Hammer, or a lot of people wanted, if they're sticking with the older route, they wanted John Hamm. 
but yeah. they did say they wanted younger. I am glad that it's not too young, because when it was rumored that they wanted a younger Batman, people were thinking, like, low 20s. Like, yeah. we're in our low 20s. <laughs> like, yeah, I wanted could have been Batman. Batman wasn't Batman until he was 25, so, and I was hoping he wouldn't be 25. I was hoping older than that. So, 33, if they're going by the comics, that means he's been Batman for about eight years, so mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Uh, any cons? Um, I wonder if this gets rid of the supporting cast, um, such as Jeremy Irons as Alfred. I mean, I would think that they could keep him. I feel like that's an easy one to keep. And uh, Gordon, uh, J.K. Simmons. Again, oh, I would yeah. hope that they could keep him, but I didn't who think knows? It was I feel like I feel like the Snyderverse has kind of been like they want to set themselves apart from that. So who I knows? They go with a different Gordon. Alfred and a different Gordon. So yeah. That's a good point. I mean, if they did do keep the Gordon, would he have red hair? Or <laughs> yeah, like would they try to make J.K. Simmons look younger, or would they try to make Jeremy Irons Alfred look a little bit younger? Like I'm curious how that would work. Uh, I feel like Jer- Jeremy Irons has looked the same for the past like 30 years. That is true. <laughs> I think he's I okay. Know. I'm just curious if they're going to recast everyone just because it's like this is Matt Reeves' Batman movie. You know, he doesn't have to. You know, he already has his own Batman. He could do all his own castings. He doesn't have to keep, you know, Jared Leto Joker. He doesn't have to keep Joe Maginello Deathstroke. Like, none no. of these guys have to stay. I, I want Joe Maginello Deathstroke to stay. I do, but... too. He's a great Deathstroke casting. But yeah, I'm yeah. okay with a different Joker. Uh, I feel like Harley oh, yeah, Quinn's no, staying. I'm a different Joker. I, I heard, this is on the rumor mill, that uh, Joaquin Phoenix got offered a second Joker movie against Batman, but he just, uh, he didn't want it. He just wanted to do the one movie, and that's it. That's fair, I guess. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's true. It sounds like it could be true, just because I'm like knowing Warner Brothers, they're gonna want to you know profit as much as they can and do a second movie. And knowing Joaquin, he's like, nah, let's make a good movie and just worry about that. But Joaquin's Joker is in another timeline, I Universe. guess, which means we would have a Batman in that. We'd have a Batman in Gotham, Batman and Batwoman, Batman the <laughs> DCEU, Batman and Titans, like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, coming soon. Uh, we have all these live-action Batmans, but I'm kind of sticking with Robert Pattinson as like the main one, DCEU yeah. Batman. The question is, are they going to make this like the younger Batman where in the future is BVS and whatnot? If that's the case, he um, looks nothing like a young Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, he does not have the butt chin of Ben Affleck. Um, I think that they're not really worrying about keeping it connected. I mean, the DCU is not really connected at all, so... They you kind know, of stop caring, it seems. Like, Shazam is the most connection we've gotten, and that's really just Superman references. So I think they're not really worrying about connecting because I just don't think a Justice League 2 is going to happen financially-wise. So I think it's just not their biggest concern to be like, all right, Robert Pattinson, you know, we need, we need a Batman who looks like Bruce, uh, looks like uh, Ben Affleck. Like, I wonder- like, all right, it's, it's Matt Reeves' own thing. He can do his own movie. So I do hope they kind of explain it. At least say, like, oh, hey, this isn't in the DC, or if it is in the DCU, it's in another Earth or something like that. At least be like, maybe Wonder Woman 1980, whatever. Wonder Woman 2, maybe they will do something in that where they change the timeline a little bit, making Bruce younger. I mean, WW84, even that doesn't really make sense connected to the Snyderverse, because in BVS, it's like I walked away from man for 100 years. Now it's like, eh, but I also popped up in the 80s. So (laughs) I I, I think they're really just kind of distancing themselves from the Snyderverse and going forward with what they have now. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Snyder wanted Aquaman to be an alcoholic, and then James Wan's just like, how about we uh, make him more like Aquaman? (laughs) So, Uh. yeah, it makes sense that they're going a different route. 
Granted, uh, one little con I have with him is I'm not a big fan of his chiseled look, as I mentioned once before in a group chat we're in. I feel like Ben Affleck had like the perfect chin for Batman, where it's just kind of like it's strong and a bit more round, I guess. But He's the crimson chin. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> literally the crimson chin. Like, <laughs> it's too sharp. I guess he's a young Batman, but I feel like his chin isn't that Batman. Like, if you go on Instagram, though, to a George Gymnas, he is the artist behind Justice League right now, the comics. Uh, he posted a picture of him drawing over Robert Pattinson, uh, just the Batman cowl, and it looks good. But Yeah. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Any, yeah, uh, I mean... I don't know. I'm hoping for the best here. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think I really care who's cast as long as a good movie is made. So bring on Robert Pattinson. I guess he could do a good job. I'm, I don't know. I, I just hope he has the acting range for it. And please let me get a live action Robin that's like not disappointing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's really all I want. You know, but you I mean, would... now, like, if you're going back, you could do, I, I mean, I would do Jason Todd, but you could do Dick Grayson as Robin. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, if you're going that far back. I guess you. It depends on how far they're going back. Like you said, he's like eight years into his career. Dick could already be gone at this point, and Jason could be Robin. I don't know. I'm just tired of like every Batman movie being like, "Oh, he doesn't need a Robin." I hate that, man. Robin's one of the coolest parts of Batman. Yeah, me too. I feel like they'll definitely do a Robin. It seems like Matt Reeves wants to do a comic style thing. Uh, I would hope it's. Yeah, I guess we're at that range where back when uh, Ben Affleck was Batman, like all those years ago, I was hoping <laughs> Tim would be Batman, Jason would be dead, and Dick would be Nightwing. But I guess we're at that you mean, range you where... mean Tim would be Robin? Yeah, Tim would be Robin. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, messed up. We're kind of at that range there where it feels like he's young enough that Dick could be Robin, or at least like... I think the way I would do it is I would have Dick be in like his last year as Robin. Like the end of the movie could be... Nightwing. even him yeah like him leaving the robin title and then that could be like the introduction of jason todd i don't know like i, I feel like there's a lot of ways they could go with this but i just i don't want it to be like one scene with robin i mean it would be a cool scene but i think they could make robin a bigger part of a movie like i don't know why they're so afraid to add robin and robin's cool yeah me too i can see robin I, I like that maybe the end of the movie will be dick grayson donning the nightwing suit and and then credit scene could be batman just kind of like swinging around with a robin and then he sees a guy a kid taking off the batmobile tires in an alley that's just that Todd. that would be great <laughs> and then batman just kind of looks at him and grins and then yeah the end so around this time or about a year ago uh robert was actually rumored to be batman this was when matt reese was already confirmed to direct the trilogy and oh by the way it is a trilogy it's confirmed that he will be in all three movies uh Robert was kind of rumored to be cast as Batman, and there's another person rumored to be cast, and that was Josh Gad as Penguin. Around the same time, was also rumored to be facing off against Robert's Batman as Penguin. And now Robert's officially casted, and I feel like Josh Gad might be casted yeah, too. I mean, Josh Gad like met with Warner Brothers, and he like had like a whole thing. So yeah, he, he posts on his Instagram with no caption a picture of him holding the comic book of the first appearance of Penguin. So yeah. it's like, okay, he's confirmed he's Penguin, but it's been a year now, and we haven't heard anything since. People were thinking, know. oh, he's going to be in Birds of Prey, but it seems like he's not going to be in Birds of Prey, so. Penguin is kind of lame to me, like, for me a too. Batman villain for a whole <laughs> movie. Like, if it was a mix of Deathstroke and Penguin, okay, I guess I could do that, but I just don't think Penguin's a great fit for live action. 
if they're doing Penguin, have it like they did Crossbones in Captain America Civil War, where he was just like the guy that they fight at the beginning for the first like 15 yeah, minutes. Or, or he's it. just like running stuff like in the background, like he's being the mob boss of Gotham, but like, you know, he's not, he's not fighting Batman one on one. Like he's just running things in the background. He's committing his crimes where he needs to like, like kind of like the black mask role in under the red hood animated movie. Yeah. Like he's running the drug trade and he's running the gun trade and that yeah, could work. Like, I don't want him as a main villain though. Like you said, yeah. that would be kind of also lame. another on the rumor mill, at least I don't believe this one as much. Uh, Idris Elba, who is going to be in suicide squad two or the suicide squad is uh, apparently rumored to be playing Deathstroke. So originally people were saying dead shot that got shut down. Now people are saying Deathstroke, but they're basing this off of he's a character with a daughter. I don't, I don't see that being like, like that doesn't make me think. Oh well, he's definitely Deathstroke. Like Deathstroke what? also has two sons. Yeah, <laughs> but but we already have Joe Maginello Deathstroke, which I mean, I just want to see him as Deathstroke because he's awesome, and that Justice League post credit scene was awesome. But I don't know. It just, it, I could see Joe Maginello facing off against Robert Pattinson Batman. Like that could be badass. We could get like an Arkham Origins type scene. That would be cool. Yeah, but I don't want him as Deathstroke. We already have a Deathstroke. Yeah, Idris Elba should be playing John Stewart Green Lantern. Gosh. And look at every interview where they're talking to Joe and they mention Deathstroke. He gets so excited to talk about it, but he also has no idea what's going on with it. Yeah, like Joe Maginello seems like a bit of like a comic book geek, which is He cool. is a comic book geek. Like he reads <laughs> comics. He loves he loves Deathstroke and he loves to play yeah, the like character, but cool. it would suck if he was replaced. Oh, well, yeah, for now. Unfortunately. We got Robert as Batman. I guess Robert Pattinson. I've heard people started calling him, such as Ben Affleck being called Batflick. People are calling him the Batman. Okay. Pattinson. I, I, I can dig it. I saw <laughs> I'm, people I'm looking online forward to, I'm looking forward to all these posts on Instagram of like comparing all the Batman because those end, always end up on the explore page for some reason. Even though here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gee, here we go again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. Well, that's our... Uh, Batman news. Now we have uh, another character getting a TV show, and the trailer came out. And did you know that she is a woman? <laughs> Batwoman trailer was released uh, a few days ago, and it's for the CW. It seems to take place before she appeared in the last crossover with Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl. Uh, it's like her own origin story. So this is just season one. Usually, CW superhero shows have a pretty good season one. If we don't look at Legends of Tomorrow. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you think of the trailer? I mean, it's okay. It's not like, like, it didn't get me, like, pumped up, like, oh, I have to watch this show now. Like, it was kind of just like, okay, it looks like a cool, like, and it, like an interesting kind of, like, spy-ish kind of, like, vigilante show. And then it's, like, a few different times it's like, you're the female Bruce Wayne? <laughs> we need to show that there's a Batwoman. We can't let a man get credit for a woman job. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> this is... This is <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, the suit looks good, and I think Ruby yeah. Rose's Batwoman could be pretty good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, nah, the casting is fine, and the suit is fine, and I like that Luke Fox is going to be a supporting character. That's kind of cool. Maybe we could see some Batwing in the future. Yeah. I mean, the thing the thing I do like about the CW, and not much about the CW, but the thing that I do like about the CW is that they're willing to take characters who probably wouldn't get used in, like, a movie-verse, even though the movie-verse is a mess, but, like, they're willing to take characters that we probably would never see in live action and put them in live action. So yeah, like I Flash. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, Charlie. <laughs> Flash, like, you know, Adam and characters like that. I think that's just kind of cool. Yeah, White Canary. Like, we'll probably yeah, get Black just... Canary and Green Arrow, but not White Canary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Luke Fox. Like, that's one of the characters that I wouldn't expect to see in the movies, but... He does, if you remember Detective Comics Rebirth, uh, he had a pretty good relationship with Batwoman. Him, Batwoman, and Azriel were kind of like the spec ops of the Bat, Bat family that kind of didn't really listen to Bruce. So, yeah. I'm glad they're using Luke Fox. If they picked another Bat family member, I would probably want Azriel. Like, yeah, Azriel, or you could introduce like somebody who's just not going to get used in live action, like a Stephanie Brown type or Cassandra Kane. Oh, Cassandra well, Cassandra's Bird of Prey, but. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like characters that are like underutilized in the Bat Family, and I think it could be cool. Yeah, I I will check out the show, but I, I also will... don't want her to have a team. So like, yeah, it's don't just her, give her a Fox, team. That's cool, but don't make it like Flash, where it's like ten you know supporting cast members, where they're Team Flash, Team Batwoman. Like, keep it small. Yeah, give her, give her Luke, and that's it. Maybe her dad, because Luke's her Luke's her chair guy. Yeah, and her dad is the. Uh... I don't know. Basically the Gordon, like the police guy? Yeah, I mean, he basically is in the comics tour, except a bit yeah. more of a dick. But yeah. <laughs> I, I'll i check it out. I don't know. Like, I don't really watch CW anymore. I'll watch it, Crisis on Infinite Earths, oh, which is going to have five episodes, so five-hour-long event. And, yeah. I guess we could talk about that really quick. Crisis on yeah. Infinite Earths, the next CW crossover, will be five episodes long. It will be a full-on event. I guess they're doing every single CW show. Flash, yeah, Arrow, I mean, Supergirl, Legends, and Batwoman. Yeah, I hope the five episodes are like all important to the story and not like fillery. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, this is a big event they're going after, and I'm curious if Flash will die. I hope so, honestly. I think, I think, I think Green Arrow is going to die, but... Oh, yeah, he will. He's like the most... Now, is this Likely. is this event ending the seasons, or is it just going to be like the other events where it happens in the middle, and it's kind of like just a big hype filler? Uh, I actually have no idea. It would be cool if it ended the seasons, but I have no idea. I believe it's starting 2019 and then ending 2020, so it's kind of in the middle, like right after Christmas time, but... Uh-huh. I don't know for sure. I don't want to say things that aren't true, because I'm not yeah. quite sure about that. But. This podcast is all about the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Pat- Pattinson is Batman. Pattinson. Yeah, uh, Pattinson. <laughs> Pat- uh, but yeah, so, and then the last bit of our news here, I'm stealing Hunter's segment. The no, last bit of our news here is the uh, AMA that, uh, an AMA is like a Q&A, basically, uh, that was done on Reddit by MCU God, Kevin Feige. And uh, he basically just, you know, I didn't read through much of it, but he did answer a bunch of questions. And uh, one of them, the main thing I took out of it was he said that the Mandarin, the real Mandarin is going to show up at some point. So um, for me, it's kind of just like, uh, yeah, Tony's dead. What's the point? But (laughs) I've heard people say online that um, it could be something to do with the Shang-Chi movie that's supposed to be happening or uh, something to do with whoever takes on the iron legacy. So iron lad, or if Morgan Stark ends up becoming like a big character. So yeah. Or even yeah. rescuer as uh, pepper pots or, or if they get iron boy jr. I mean, Spider-Man. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, the Mandarin was teased in Iron Man three and then ignored. And it, it was horribly done in Iron Man three, but yes, 
Ugh. So I guess we might see so the good. new Scars. Mandarin. Uh, anything else that he said? I, see, I know he said a few other mm-hmm. big things. I'm trying to remember them. That's like the main points of it, pretty much. Uh, I mean, he just to like com- explain the time travel thing with Endgame because a lot of people are still confused over that. So, so the writers have their own explanation. The Russos have their own explanation, and Kevin Feige kind of just like is somewhere in the middle. I'm still very confused on this. So, like, um, somebody just confirmed recently that Captain America is the husband, the mysterious husband from the Winter Soldier of Peggy. I don't. I don't buy that because it's supposed to be a different timeline, so it really just doesn't make sense. Like, according to the rules in the movie, right? Yeah. Uh, the the ancient one, right, or whatever her name is, yep. said that when you go back in time and you do and you change something, it creates an alternative timeline. But as long as you reset everything before you go back, it's fine, right? I was like, okay, that's that's it's a weird time travel rule, but I'll take it. But now it's like Captain America went back. He lived the whole life with Peggy. The Russos are saying that he jumped back through a time stream, and that's how he's back in our timeline. So I guess he reset his whole life with Peggy. Like that's kind of confusing in itself. But he goes back to our timeline. Now he's all old. So his life with Peggy happened for him, but it didn't happen in our timeline. So to say that he was the husband from the Winter Soldier makes no sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. Hmm. See, time travel is a weak plot device because it ends up backing you into a corner as a writer because. There's so many rules that come with it, especially if you set your own rules. You got to make sure you follow them. So it's just really confusing. And the writers and the Russos being on different pages is a little weird. And just like different people confirming different things is getting even more confusing. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure type of thing. <laughs> how do you think it went? So yeah, I so. feel like they should have just went with like the judge, the general rules of time travel that everyone kind of knows because every movie ever has done it. Yeah. Instead of trying to make up their own. Because, like, yeah. time travel. I see this as an absolute confusion. <laughs> so. Exactly. It's very confusing. But they did not follow the rules from Hot Tub Time Machine or Back, Back to, to the, the Future. future. <laughs> yeah. But, oh. but uh, yeah. So, Kevin Feige and AMA. Go check it out if you want. He answered a bunch of questions, but that's mostly what I took out of yeah, it. It's on Reddit. Um, Marvel Studios, I believe. Yeah. yeah. See? Yeah. Uh, that's the news, I believe. I hope we're not missing anything. But yeah, now we can go to the comics of the week. So, like I mentioned at the start of the episode, we will go over our cover of the week and our co- pick of the week. So, our favorite comic of the week, and then we'll get into them. So, what is your cover of the week and what is your pick of the week? So, my cover of the week is Superman number 11, Rogal Zar over a bunch of the Kryptonians. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and then my pick of the week is Daredevil 5. This has been one of my, not only my favorite Marvel series, but one of my favorite series just in general. Uh, it's awesome so far. I really get like Daredevil, like classic Daredevil vibes. And uh, this one had like a lot of cameos from different people, which I'll talk about later. So, awesome stuff. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I'm still not reading it because issue one, <laughs> two, and three sold out everywhere here. So I'll pick yeah. it up and trade, and then I'll catch up with the, the issues. Uh, my cover of the week is also Superman number 11. Ivan Rees art. He's an incredible artist. Uh, just Roglazar standing over a unconscious Superman, Superboy, and Supergirl. So it looks cool. Um, I will say my pick of the week will probably be Aquaman 48. This is something that I want Nightwing arc to have rick grayson because there he got his memories back basically and it, it was done really well it's really cool you you've but, really been digging aquaman since kelly been good. Took over. yeah it's That's been good. really interesting 
I know and a lot of people were worried about Kelly Sue taking over. So that's, I was that's too, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's always been my pick of the week when a new issue comes out. I would say yeah. Justice League is a close second for pick of the week. Or super, uh, we had some good comments this week. Superman was also yeah, good. yeah. J- Justice League was probably my number two, and then probably Superman, and then way down there is Batman. Uh, but, <laughs> way down there. Uh, but let's start with Batman because uh, a controversial Tom King comic. What's a Wednesday without it? Exactly. Uh, so Batman number seventy-one. We're finally out of the nightmares. Thank God. This yep. cover shows uh, Thomas Wayne attacking Bruce Wayne while Bane is watching over. Uh, doesn't exactly happen in this issue, but. Okay, so this is kind of like a split story, which I feel like Tom King does quite a bit. Um, so I guess we'll recap one at a time or something like that. Yeah, so... Um, Just a quick little, little actual recap is Batman was in a dream. Well, for freaking like nine issues. <laughs> it was bad. Uh it was really boring, and then he woke up, and it's just like, oh, Bane has taken over Arkham uh, Asylum. That's bad. I'm going to go to sleep. And then the next day, <laughs> which just happens now, Batman's just like, okay, time to take down Bane. And yeah, two stories in one. Here we go. Uh, okay, so the first story uh, is about Jim Gordon and Bruce and the Bat family. So uh, in this story, uh, Bruce goes up to the Bat light and he bat puts signal. on like a... The bat, the bat signal and he puts like a red glare over it so it puts a red bat in the air uh he's calling batwoman uh but he's this is like a special signal to the bat family but uh, we don't find that out till later uh but gordon is mad at bruce and he tells him get the hell off his roof you're not welcome here so this is after he punched jim in the face in arkham and like went berserk on bane so not going well ago. for yeah. <laughs> not going well for him. Uh, Barbara saw the saw the red signal and now she's calling around the Bat Fam to go see who can come to Bruce because if he's sending this, he really needs us. Uh, Tim Drake is fighting with Young Justice and which actually kind of connects to the Young Justice arc. That's cool. And uh, he says <clears> that he'll be he'll be there, but it's going to be a while. Uh, Huntress says that she's on her way. Damian Wayne uh, is pissed that. Barbara saw it, and he didn't, but he'll be on his way. <laughs> Batwoman is out of country, so her ETA is at least 12 hours. Uh, somebody ignores the call. Stephanie. I think, oh, Stephanie, okay. Stephanie sees the call but ignores it. Uh, Cassandra Kane uh, says okay, because she's not one for too many words. Uh, Rick Grayson says that's not really who he is anymore right now, so he's not going. <sighs> hate rick um duke, duke asks what time it is when he finds out it's a red signal then he's like i'll be there just give me a second and uh jason says he doesn't care what color it was tell batman he could shove a crowbar up his bleep uh so yeah so that's the state of the bat fam a little broken at the moment but uh they're all on the, <laughs> on the rooftop to go confront bruce uh this is a great two-page spread from uh the artist michael janine i believe it is uh, mm-hmm. He does great work, and this is just some of that great work. So on yes. the rooftop is it looks beautiful. Barbara, Barbara, Huntress, Damien, Tim, Cassandra, and Duke. So and it's like a bit of a foggy area. Why is Huntress a part of the Bat Family? Sorry, cool. uh, yeah, <laughs> just had to say yeah. that every time. <laughs> Huntress is like not even close to them, and yeah, it's kind of weird. Like in the Chuck Dixon Batman run, they purposely didn't want Huntress in the Bat Family, like they didn't trust her. But yeah, it's interesting. And this Huntress uh, is like from Spiral. Like she's, yeah, she's from it. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Was she anyway, trained by Batman? No. Does she live in Gotham? No. Does she have a bat symbol on her? No. They're like, well, she's a vigilante without power, so let's just like group her in. Um, 
so uh, Bruce fills them in that Bane is taking over Arkham and he needs their help because without them he won't be able to take them. So they do like a really another cool page where they're all flying through the air, getting ready to go to Arkham. They tell him to be steady. When they get there, Bruce breaks down like a little cage and he's like Bane. And uh, when they look up, it's just a bunch of nurses like, excuse me. So uh, Bruce is kind of losing his marbles here. Uh, and then they're all up on they're all up on the roof again and they're like yeah bruce what the hell like there was nobody there they bane's in a coma like what are you talking about and they're like you haven't been the same since catwoman and bruce is like this isn't about her (laughs) i got a brood and then tim's like dude like let me help you you're in pain we've all been through this and he's like i don't need your help tim and then tim's like bruce i know you loved her and then bruce which is the most controversial part about this comic bruce goes you you don't know a damn thing and punches Tim right in the face while the rest of the bad fam watches shocked. So that was surprising. What do you think of him punching Tim? Um, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it too, but not for the reasons that some people hate it. Some people are like, Oh, DC's normalizing child abuse. I don't see it as that. I just think it's kind of weird that he punched Tim out of nowhere. Like that seems really like, I guess it's to show that he's broken, but Jesus Christ. Okay. He kind of like socked him, re- like uppercutted Tim. I mean, Tim Drake is your, like, adopted son. He's probably, like, what, 17, maybe 18 at this point. And he just, like, looks like he knocked him straight out for trying to help you. I mean, it's like the reverse of... You've seen Batman in the Animated Series, right? The episode where Robin quits? Yep. Where Robin quits and then Bruce tries to get him to stop and then he punches Bruce right in the face. Like, that's the backwards of it. But you wouldn't expect Batman to punch a Robin in the face. Like, I know it's like a classic Golden Age panel, but, like, come on, man. I, I didn't care for it. It just it felt very out. Like I get that he's supposed to be out of his character because he's losing it, but uh, that seems a little, you know, far. My, I mean, DC hates Tim fans. <laughs> At least Tim's in a book, all right. DC hates Wally fans, and DC clearly hates Dick Grayson fans. Yeah, now they do. I guess would I rather have a good Dick, good Dick Grayson or good Tim and. Right now we're having a decent Tim, but he just got punched in the face by his own mentor. Like, come on. Yeah. Anyway, the other, the other story. story. Yeah. So uh, there's an intruder, uh, and Bruce is sitting at the bat computer, and he sees intruder all around, and he's kind of just has his head in his hands, and uh, he comes up from the bat from the bat cave through the clock, and uh, they're like, Bruce, is that you? Come, Bruce. We've been waiting for you. So Bruce is getting treated to a nice dinner, but this nice dinner is with Bane. Burn from Dark Knight Rises. I love that voice. Burn. Uh, <laughs> um, Bane is has a glass of like wine, and he's like, "Welcome home, Bruce." Alfred is there serving, and Thomas Wayne, Batman, is standing right next to Bane. So this is interesting. Um, I gotta flip through all the pages. There's so many ads. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Bane wants him to have a seat, and Bruce is pissed. He's like, "I'm gonna break your damn back, crack!" And then. Uh, Bane's just like keeping it, you know, cool as a cucumber. And he's like, Alfred, maybe Bruce would be more comfortable if you serve him food. So then as, as Alfred goes over to give him some soup, <laughs> Bruce punches it out of Alfred's hand because dramatic effect. Um, <laughs> all the food is like spilled on the table now. And he's like, still, I'm going to break your damn back. And he punches Bane in the face. So Bane goes, hmm, and punches him even harder. Like even the palm in the background explodes. And Alfred's like, sir. And, uh, then Alfred helps him up off the floor and uh, he's like, I've, I've known you since you were a child and I know you want to fight and like for decades I've wanted to help you fight. But yeah, as much as you could triumph, you got to admit that 
you've lost. And he, him and like Alfred are standing face to face, like you have lost. And that's kind of like a deep panel. And then uh, in like the split panel in the end, it's like, oh, Master Bruce, can you not see? He's broken you. And yeah, so Bane is breaking him mentally. Well, Alfred also says, I feel obliged. I feel honor bound, sir, to tell you for the first time you have lost. What? You're saying for the first time he's lost? So when Jason died, was that a win? When Barbara <laughs> got shot? snapped his back. Was that a win? <laughs> when Batgirl got shot and paralyzed. Was that a win? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Tom King. This isn't the first time Batman lost. Batman loses, like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> when Dick Grayson got shot in the head just, like, a month, a few months ago, was that a win? <laughs> when Catwoman left him at the altar, was that a win? I mean, for Tom King it was, but for anyone else, was it a win? <laughs> Exactly. Batman got trapped in the Court of Owls for months. Was that a win? <laughs> like, yeah, this is just interesting. Come um, on, Tom. What do you King. What do you rate the issue? Two. Wow. Maybe three. <laughs> Maybe three. I'll give it. A okay, four. I'm, I'm gonna go with a, like a five or a six. I didn't think it was that bad. I had my problems with it, but I didn't think it was that low. But yeah, it's 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 hard to be a Tom King fan. That is a quote from Tom King. Tom King said it's hard to be a Tom King fan, and I feel that. Uh, yeah, I give it like honestly, I gave it like a four. I thought the art was good for the Bat Family story, but yeah, that was it. Why is Huntress there? Why did Why did Alfred say for the first time you lost? Why did Batman punch Tim? Come on, King. There's a lot of problems with this comic, uh, but yeah, hopefully it gets better. Seventy five is gonna have a big reveal. That's the other thing we didn't talk about in the news, but we'll talk about it now. Batman seventy five is supposed to have a character changing reveal, so character changing that Tom King actually had to meet with Warner Brothers to confirm that it's okay to do this, which is kind of just like uh, the issue whoa. we just recapped is number seventy one, and it's a biweekly series. So now, yeah, Tom King has been saying for like months now, like, wait for 75. Like when we were complaining, like, why do we have a nine issue nightmare arc? He's like, wait for 75. 75 is going to be awesome. So um, what is the big reveal in 75? What's going to happen? I have one theory that I've been saying for like months now is a joke, but now I'm worried it's going to be real. But on the podcast, if you've been listening for a while, I've been saying like, oh, Alfred's going to die in Batman number 75. Just because I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a joke. Now oh, I'm a worried because they're like, it's going to be a character changing you know, thing. I mean, that that's something you would need Warner Brothers permission, right, to kill off Alfred. Oh God, yeah, you're right. I didn't think Please that tell at me Alfred all. Is, in Do- is Alfred in Doomsday Clock? <laughs> is um, he here one year from now? I don't remember him showing up, but I haven't read Doomsday Clock in months because of Doomsday Clock. I don't but... think he has showed up. No. Oh God. Yes, really he did. He did Alfred issue did. issue uh, two. He was the one that brought pancakes for or issue three two. He brought pancakes to Rorschach. Okay. Hopefully they remember that and he doesn't die. But um, that, that's like my theory that Alfred's going to die in this issue and that's why he needed to meet with Warner Brothers. Like, I, I just don't see what could be that big that he would have to do it. I was going to say Batman's Secret Identity gets revealed. I've, I've seen that a few times and I've seen a few times um, that Bruce is actually adopted. He's not the you know, Thomas and Martha Wayne's son. Oh, like, I hate that. Which is basically like an Iron Man story, but okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, th- I've like looked at theories, and none of them have made like any sense. Like somebody's like, he's one of the three Jokers. And it's like, no, Scott it's Snyder. not. Simmer, simmer down, Scott Snyder. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know where this is gonna go. My money's on Alfred dying, but honestly, I'm. I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like Alfred will live. I hope. I, I hope Alfred lives. <laughs> I see Batman maybe dying for a little bit. I think it'd be pointless because Doomsday Clock, but. I mean, it's supposed to be like the lowest part of Batman's life. So, 
This is the lowest part like of his Alfred, life, yeah. Yeah, but it's been on like a decline since 50, so I feel like this is the lowest like Bane kills Alfred, and I'm scared it's going to happen, or Thomas Wayne kills Alfred. Oh, God. Yeah, that'd be bad. That'd be worse. I, yeah, I mean, we've already not been liking the King Run, so that's not going to help things. <laughs> exactly. Just prepare yourself for issue 75. Something bad's going to happen, or something is going to happen that's huge to the character. So huge that they need Warner Brothers permission, so... It's got me a little worried, but I want to say I trust Tom King, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, not the best track record with Batman, so. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see. Um, next all right, comic. so, yeah, our next comic is Justice League number 24. This is a comic I actually really liked. I read it this morning, actually. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just so, I was moving out of college this week for anyone who cares, and uh, I just didn't really get a chance to read too many comics. I read it this morning. Uh it starts with a basically a Superman rebirth slash Super Sons tribute. Love that. Uh, Superman and Superboy, John Kent, back at like nine years old, are hanging out for the day. They're playing catch. They're playing guitars. They're talking about Gorilla Robots. <laughs> they're just and, bonding as father and son. It's, and it's George like, Gymnaz Art, who did the art for the original Super Sun series. So, which is awesome. A little nostalgia uh, there. Lois calls and she's like, oh, you guys are having a great day of fun without me. And Clark, of course, covers it up like, oh, come on. You're having the fun with us even when you're working. She's like, good cover up. See you at home. Uh, then uh, Clark goes to John's room and John's all sad because they didn't get to put their uh, Superman like logo, the House of L lantern outside for Pa Kent. It's supposed to honor the dead, but now it's pouring rain and they didn't get a chance to do it earlier. And uh, this is like a nice little like moment here, but uh, Clark is like, oh, well, my dad would much rather us have the day that we had than light an old lantern for him, so let's just go to bed. And I was like, okay, it's nice. And then it's like um, a whole thing about gray kryptonite, which isn't a real kryptonite, but it's just like when Superman uh, is in the midst of his smallest failures, and um, this is supposed to be like an analogy for what's happening to him now, because he's in the sixth dimension, but he's in like basically like a black pit with no yellow sun and he can't escape and like it's looking bad for him like he looks like bizarro the way his gray skin looks right now yeah uh, he hasn't had just... sun in a long time i think yeah. they hinted at like he's gonna be here for years i know it's gonna be re- he's not gonna be years real time but it's kind of like how john kent traveled around space and it was seven years for him yeah. but two weeks for earth yeah uh, superman's kind of going in that position but he's in like a black hole basically yeah uh so they are he is struggling to get out which is interesting it's a cool character point i can't wait to see him like actually escape uh the justice league is with the legion of doom what what uh from last issue they're with the future legion of doom the old legion of doom which also includes dark side like a blind dark side which is interesting uh so they're help they're helping them which is actually makes for some really great character moments i i think the only thing i didn't like about these scenes is the flash the flash felt like he was quipping like spider-man and i just didn't care for it uh and he even makes a line that like oh i always have my quips lined up and i'm like eh, okay barry simmer down <laughs> uh, but uh yeah sinestro grod and dark cheetah. and cheetah are all helping and it's really interesting uh they, want they look cool what- too like grod oh, has yeah. like stitches Ooh. on his head from and he says like he can't read minds anymore too uh yeah, Cheetah has an eye patch. Sinestro kind of uh, is in like apocalyptic clothes with like a cloak and everything. Yeah, he actually kind of looks like uh, kind of like Zod in a way with like the goggles. Like oh yeah, that. he's like goggles on his head. Yeah, full beard instead of just the mustache. So yeah, yeah. kind of. 
But they talk about how Luther made everything worse. So Luther is a baddie. That's why he's not with him now. Uh, Lois Lane shows up on their TV screen, and she's going to get them. Uh, basically, like when Superman came to Earth, he was getting injected like with knowledge the whole time like while in hypersleep. So she wants to do that to their ship, and there's like a bunch of big ships with the House of L logo surrounding them. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty not looking good for them. And this also uh, in a timeline, Superman's kind of like a bad. dictator of the world. Yeah. Even though it makes for a great world, at what cost? Yeah, exactly. Um, Batman is with the World Forger. He's the only one who didn't go with the Justice League because he actually believes in this future where everything could be great. And uh, he opens up like this door with his handprint and he sees this chair. And uh, it's Batman the Sunbox? So, it kind of reminds me of in the X-Men movies, like Charles Xavier's room with the chair where you could like see everything. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking of Dark Side War. Like I know it's not the same, but like when Batman was on the chair and just like became so powerful. Oh, the Mobius chair. Yeah, yeah the Mobius chair. I, I knew you would like get the Dark Side reference because <laughs> Dark Side War reference because that's you know Hunter's Bible. But it's my it's my favorite book. <laughs> it's an awesome book. Uh, but anyway, uh, Batman. Basically, the only way to use this chair is uh, use this chair to build his final bat suit, and this is like. They talked about how in earlier issues, the only way for this Earth to happen is with Batman's sacrifice. So Batman's basically like preparing for his own sacrifice. And But an with explosion happens. Forger. Yeah, and yeah. for those who don't know the World Forger, just really quick, he's one of the three demigods of the Perpetua. real full-on god who's Perpetua. Like, first there was nothing, there was a Perpetua kind of thing. The whole Big Bang theory. Yeah. And so uh, the World Forger is one of those three demigods that was created and he's trying to help batman yeah uh the explosion in the background he says no your friends they couldn't have so it sounds like the justice league is back but the justice league is still battling against the uh lois lane uh like rocket ships that are coming after them and uh they could feel them trying to put them to sleep uh so they need to try to stop this but uh sinestro reveals that they have a mole on earth and uh he destroyed the suit that uh, they need to destroy everyone, like the Batman suit. They, like Sinestro reveals that Batman is the greatest enemy in this battle, and one of their moles destroyed the suit. So we still have no idea who the mole is. But uh, they, the Legion of Doom is telling the Justice League, "You guys go. You know, we'll stay back and we'll fight." And they don't want to leave. Like Flash says, "Not without you." And uh, Wonder Woman says, "I won't leave. I won't let you die, Barbara Ann," which is uh, Cheetah's real name. And then I really and like I, this. I, but I would say Cheetah just goes, real quick. Uh, that's nice because the entire like rivalry between Wonder Woman and Cheetah is always a Wonder Woman trying to help Cheetah and yeah. Cheetah fighting back. Like that, it's not like Batman fighting Joker or Superman fighting Lex. Wonder Woman's just trying to help Cheetah. So it's nice yeah. that she called her by her real name and is one of the yeah. two people that said not without you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Cheetah says uh, Barbara Ann died years ago, sister. This is how I bring her back to life. Doing this, please go. And then uh, right as they're about to go, like they're like, you must go now. And then uh, each hero has a moment with their villain. So uh, John uh, Stewart says, yeah, so he says, Sinestro goes, John, don't let our light grow dim ever. And then thank John you, says, Thal. thank you, Thal. And Thal uh, is Cheetah, Sinestro's first name. Yeah. Cheetah goes, Diana, always remain true. Sisters in arms always. So <laughs> and this is the stupid one. Grodd goes, Flash, I still hate you. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> it's stupid, but I okay. thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I like chuckled at it, but I was like looking back, I was like, it's so stupid. 
<laughs> but Scott Snyder's been trying to put some little comedy in there, so I do appreciate his efforts. I uh, think that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Sinestro turns around to surrender, but when Lois Lane realizes there's no heroes, she asks where they are, and then Grodd goes, oh, they're in the can. <laughs> and then she goes, all of them, Grodd? And he goes, yeah, don't ask. They're that kind of league. <laughs> <laughs> that Again, was good comedy. Like little, little, yeah, that that I found very funny. Like I actually chuckled out loud. Uh, but right, uh, she sees the league escaping, and uh, it's basically can't... like with a mix of a ship like taking off away from them, and John Stewart using his Green Lantern. I guess it's not a ring anymore, but long story uh, makes like a <laughs> a green bubble around everyone and just flies into this black hole like thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so they're able to escape, and then uh, and Sinestro that, has the greatest lines ever. Oh, this was awesome! So uh, Lois Lane is freaking out that they're getting away, and then uh, Sinestro goes, "Ah, yes, that's the old feeling, isn't it? How could I forget the power of fear?" And I was just like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Yeah. And then uh, Sinestro goes, "Now then, old friends, are you ready to be bad one last time?" So that was awesome. And then and they, they sacrifice like, themselves by yeah. driving the ship right into Lois's ship and just huge space explosion yeah that was awesome uh amazing so anyway uh the league gets back to the hall of justice and uh they're like yeah we got to go take them down and beat the living and then uh the world forger says you won't have to look far and then the league is faced off against the league and uh the league (laughs) yeah the the, future league League. and uh there's uh only one person uh there's only one person capable of repairing the damage that jaro the starfish was he was the mole uh there's only one person (laughs) Uh, capable of repairing the damage and then uh, he goes you should have stayed on Apocalypse and Flash goes Batman are you here to help us and there's a big like white and gold bat suit like huge like 30 feet and he says sorry Barry but it's time to imagine a different ending so DC hates Batman (laughs) (laughs) Batman versus the league question mark Um, uh, again yeah I mean one of my favorite Justice League stories is Tower of Babel so I think it could be cool one of my other favorite Batman stories is Batman Endgame, where he fights yeah. the league in that. So, that could be cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved the Legion of Doom in this issue. I thought they were amazing. This I... was the best writing for the Legion of Doom. Agreed. Agreed. Um, this was... It was my standout part of the issue. Like, and it really kept me that... engaged, and I loved the relationships that were established, basically. And I would even say Snyder's a really good writer when it comes to the Legion. But yeah. mostly lex luther and this is a legion of doom without lex and i feel like lex is the best character that snyder has ever written so yeah i was worried without lex that it, uh, the legion would seem weak but he actually did a great job and that, like i said i just love the relationships that were built so that was really cool even though dark Side with them was like the huge villain i feel like sinestro is kind of the leader of this team and they're kind of like outlaws in a way yeah so it and, looks really and cool. Like Hunter said, uh, Sinestro saying, like, that's what fear feels like. Like, oh, man, that was awesome. Just as, like, a huge Sinestro fan, like, Green Lantern fan, that was awesome. And so. even the panel shows uh, Sinestro slowly, like, leaning in to go faster on the ship. And he has this huge smile on his face. And Grodd has this, this Grinch. He is smiling. Even Darkseid is in the back kind of, like, grinning. Like, they yeah. know that they're about to save the Justice League by sacrificing themselves. And they're, like, proud to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was awesome. So... Uh, yeah, humor issue. in this you... issue, good and bad. Yeah. Uh, there's the point where they go through the black hole and they reappear in front of the Hall of Justice and they're falling. And uh, Hawk Girls is like, "The Hall of Justice, we made it back." And Barry is just like, "One of you is gonna catch me, right?" Because he's like the only one who can't f- fall or can't fly. 
So I thought that was kind of funny. Like, basically, smaller humor things. Yeah, basically, Flash is Wally from the animated series. Like, this is exactly the characterization they're going for. I, I've thought this since issue one. Uh, Which, yeah. I mean, like, I think even one of the jokes in... Um, in Justice League the animated series like when Flash goes flying out of the plane is that he can't fly so yeah yeah it's it's, very similar to me and I was just like "Uh, okay Um, there's times where he's just like he doesn't have his quips lined up it's just like come on Barry but there's times where he's like one of you's gonna catch me right I think that's okay but having quips lined up is a little too Wally like I, d- I just feel like if they were going to go for the Wally characterization, why not just go for Wally? Oh, yeah, because he's a killer. But why not just go for Wally? Like, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Yeah. But I give it a um, 9. Yeah, 9 out of 10 for me. I really dig uh, this issue. And if you're not reading Justice League, jump on it because it's a cool It's a cool series. And, uh, yeah, good. the next issue is going to be 25, so I'm assuming it's going to be plus-sized. Yeah, it probably will be, I guess. And George Gymnast says 25. This is his most proudest work yet. So who's wow. the artist on this? I'm so excited. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, our next issue is Superman number 11. So uh, there's been a lot of anticipation on this. We've been loving Superman. Uh, Zod Quick and recap. Logozar. Maybe yeah, first. So, uh, um, Jor-El is in a space battle right now, and John just got back from space, and he's aged up. Now Clark has decided he's got to go help his father. So him and John make their way to space. And when they got to space, it was like an all-out galactic war between like different species. And it was just like a huge war going on. So now Superman and John are going to be in the middle of this. Meanwhile, Rogal, Zar, and uh, Zod Zod. were supposed to be in the Phantom Zone. But uh, they were in the middle of the war too. So it looks like they have escaped. And now we get the story of their escape. Uh, Zod still hates Rogozar, it looks like. But Obviously. Rogozar is the villain that destroyed Krypton. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Zod yeah, loves Krypton, re- so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he <laughs> says that, yeah, I could take you down right now because this place is meant to make you weak, but I'm going to work with you because you've escaped here before and I want to escape. And, uh, and Zod just looks back menacingly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm assuming that we would work, an escape would work better with a team of like minded people. So the guy who destroyed the moon, Jax Ur, is going to help as well. And uh, Rogozar says that it's going to be a whole army of Jor-El's greatest nightmares, all escape from his nightmare world, to come to punish his entire family for what he has done to us all. So, yeah. Uh, Clark, when he's up there, is like, What has my father done now? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's another splash page of that war. Ivan Reese is like the king of splash pages. Like, it's just awesome. There's so much detail. Like, yeah, if you, like, appreciate his Green Lantern work, uh, you're really going to appreciate the Superman war. Even his so. Aquaman work, like the Atlantis scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the sea battles, yeah, true. Uh, so, Super, there's another cool splash page on the second page, but uh, Superman is, like, in, in super speed, so nobody sees him just yet, but they're about to see him, and he's watching, like, all the different things happen around him. He sees his son, he sees uh, the Thanagarians, he sees... Uh, Which are like, Hawkman like, and Hawkgirls. Planet. Yeah, and then he's like, I see no sign of, and then he sees him, Rogal Zar. So he starts going directly after Rogal Zar, and Rogal Zar, of course, reacts to him, even though he did not expect him. And uh, he flies says off. that, yeah, he yeah he flies off, and um, John just looks like excited to be out in the space battle, <laughs> but Clark looks pissed, and he's like pissed at his father in a way, but he's like gonna deal with this war now so he's flying all over taking down anybody he needs to take out but he's not really trying to get through this with fighting so he starts going to yeah he has a generals basically and telling him to cease fire or be destroyed 
So. Yeah, and Superman has a quote that says, Okay, then, since my son had to grow up a little without me, I missed out on a lot of changes for some specialized superhero parenting. So, like Ma Ken says, let's make this into a moment. And he kind of flies around to kind of show... He says, uh, let's see if I can teach my son how to s- shut down a multi-species intergalactic space battle without losing one single life. Yeah, which is awesome. That's Superman, so... Uh... After getting everyone to cease fire, he goes to his father in super speed, and he's like, Dad, wh- what have you done? And uh, and then Jor-El is kind of just like taking the scientist's perspective, and he's like, oh, so they didn't come to you first. That's interesting. So uh, he's talking about Rogal Zar and Drew Zod, which is General Zod. Uh, and John's kind of in the background like, ooh, you guys are in super speed. <laughs> and uh, Clark's like, yeah, we have to be John. We only have a few seconds before you know, Rogal Zar attacks. And... Uh, they talk about the, the warships behind them and uh, how how it's a uh, three prong assassination attempt on Jor El's ship, but obviously they didn't kill him yet. And Clark just gets right out to it. He's like, "Why are you under attack?" And uh, he says, "But my son came." So like he's like avoiding the question, which again goes to like, did Jor El do something to piss off Rogozar? I mean, obviously he must have. So. The well, he's Kryptonian, that, but did he do something to piss off everyone else? Why are all these yeah. troops here? Yeah, so the, the, the theory going about Rogozar and Jor-El is that Jor-El was responsible for the massacre of Rogozar's people. So that's why Rogozar ended up destroying the planet. And now that he knows Jor-El's alive, he wants revenge. Yeah. Uh, but Rogozar, like, breaks through and Clark says that, like, I wanted to retreat, but... He knows that, but I'm not going to get it. Uh, General Zod ends up getting right behind John, and that is not going to fly too well with it's a beautiful Superman, panel. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, John is able to punch uh, Zod in the face, and uh, which just sucks because uh, Zod was a hero for a quick minute, or at least he was against Rogal Zar. So to see him teamed up with him is kind of just like, oh, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, Jor-El is uh, waiting. He's trying to get like a signal to Superman, and he's like, oh, my signal, get ready to, but he gets interrupted by mass explosions around him, and uh, pr- pretty much every Kryptonian is being taken down at once. So Rogalzar grabs Superman, Zod grabs uh, John. But he kind of stops. He kinda yeah, he stops. stops. Yeah, he, he looks up, <clears throat> and there are these troops, basically. Yeah, coming down on them, and basically what Zod slams John into a wall and then slowly loosens his grip and they look at each other, they make eye contact and then they both look up. Like, they they stopped. It seems like they might have said something that we don't know what they said yet. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, I like the little dialogue here. Uh, He talks about how his father's lies and his half-truths are suffocating him. Rogal Zars hate stabs into him. Zod's mania devastates him. And uh, he hates the feeling uh, about his son, like, basically being in this and uh he says no stop it's just the moment we're the house of l and then in the last page supergirl and crypto the super dog and he says uh like the caption is we have this and yeah they're breaking in so the house of l is united next yeah supergirl finally uh for those who don't know uh i don't personally read it i don't think jd does either but supergirl's own series has ever since man of steel mini series from last year she's been trying to find rogue lazar and apparently that connects up to this, where she finally found him. Yeah, so. yeah, I've, I've heard, actually. The series is really good. I just haven't really gotten into it. But, yeah, I've, I've heard that. So, cool stuff. She found him. Um, she, yeah. She's like the cavalry here. 
so what do you think of the issue? Yeah, it was good. I give it like a 8.5 probably. It's a lot of action. Yeah. I, I hope that Zod is actually like being good to John, but it's hard to tell right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that this like Zod has a reason for teaming up with the guy who destroyed his planet, but I'm assuming he just told him like, yeah, well it's Jor-El, so uh yeah, let's go take down Jor-El. And Zod's not a fan of Jor-El, so every issue we get closer to JD's number one hope, which is uh, a conversation with Zod and Jor-El. <laughs> oh, it's my dream. Uh it's been my dream since like twenty sixteen. But yes. Uh so yeah, I rate it like an eight out of ten. Uh good issue. Yeah. Uh, you want to do Aquaman next? Yeah, I can really quickly do Aquaman. So, Aquaman lost all his memories about uh, three, four months ago, around that time. Around the time where Dick Grayson lost his memories. Uh, he did that because he went into a portal with Black Manta and passed out and woke up not knowing who he is. Slowly, but surely, faster than Rick Grayson, he's been finding out he has powers. <laughs> and, uh, like, breathing underwater, being able to control sea life, blah, blah, blah. And he ended up saving a village of disguised gods so he was able to become a god from that well quote-unquote god and uh he got tattoos not quite like jason momo they're just like shoulder tattoos but they look cool he looks a bit more like jason momo now um so this issue has him doing kind of like he kind of leaves this place and he starts to find out his past he goes into the ocean and he just sinks all the way to the bottom and he finds someone called the mother shark and he's like i am the mother shark i've been waiting for you and uh he, these these little balls inside the mother shark's like place and inside when you look inside you see memories of aquaman and he's just like what is this place and he's like oh i have your memories i've been keeping them safe and he looks through one and he sees him and garth working side by side garth in like the red uniform so this was like before flashpoint so he's getting memories wow. from before flashpoint which is like what um with like the classic very very classic suit um he's just like that's me and another boy and she's like yes that is your friend you must find him blah blah blah. and it's like you name your name is arthur curry and you died and he's like arthur curry that that's my name i, I like that name and he's like yes it's a name suitable for a king and he's like a king i was a king what so just looking through more he sees one of him talking to his father thomas sees one of him fighting black manta one of him commanding uh a sea turtle as a kid for like the first time uh, he sees one of fighting Ocean Master. He sees one of like a baby, which might be Aquaman Arthur Jr. But we Aquababy can't. Aquababy really was tell. killed by Black Manta in the nineties. Yeah, we can't. I can't really tell. It's like a very small memory in the background, and it's kind of hard to see. You see one of him commanding Sea Life. You see one of him holding the Trident for the first time. One of him with a hood, uh, running around. We don't know. I don't know what it's from. Probably a famous Aquaman book or something. <laughs> You see, uh, most recently, uh, Queen Mera getting the crown, because uh, she became Queen of Atlantis recently. Um, and then the Mother Shark says, you can have these memories and go back to your home world. Or, you can stay for a bit and learn more. And he's like, alright, I choose to stay. And she's like, here's some more recent ones. He sends up some of him fighting Darkseid with uh, the Justice League from Justice League Volume 1, New 52. And he sees one of uh, DC Metal, of him in like the metal uniform from the last bit. And his eyes start to glow blue, kind of like Jason Momoa again. And mm. he's like, you are a hero. And if you have questions, you can ask me now. And he goes, who's the red-headed woman? And yeah, that's kind of where the issue ends. But it's good. It's like finally getting his memories back. And more than we expected, because he's getting Flashpoint memories, which we didn't know of before. So 
Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I, it was a good issue. I just, I just like imagine that they could have done this with Nightwing. Like imagine he was getting memories of him in Oracle, like pre fifty two. Like the oh, great that'd be Nightwing so good. Yeah. Finger stripes. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I want that. Why what? Rick? Stupid Rick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next issue, Aquaman comes home. Basically. Cool. That's. That, I mean, it seems like it's a good build up. Every time you talk about it, it sounds interesting. So. Yeah, it's. They're not like rushing or anything well they they're not rushing but they're not going slow either so it's good yeah it's a good pace yeah it's good you want to click your recap daredevil well, uh yeah so daredevil number five so daredevil killed a man oh. uh it wasn't exactly on purpose but uh it happened he's been trying to deny that it happened the entire time uh he's not trying to be the punisher but he's also wearing a punisher shirt right now so he's like wearing his daredevil mask his daredevil legs and a punisher shirt which actually kind of looks badass. Uh, he takes down like a bunch of people in uh, like a factory, and uh, after like a big fight that goes into the street, uh, he gets knocked down. But uh, he's saved by the defenders: Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist. So really cool panel of them together. And uh, they've come to they've come to like Daredevil's like they've come to they've come to they've come to take me in. I'm a murderer. They're here to stop me. So, uh, but Daredevil passes out from the pain because he's been like really banged up for these last few days. So he wakes up in uh, Iron Fist's place, and Iron Fist is like, "Please don't take out those gauze. Those are really expensive." <laughs> and uh, uh, Luke Cage is like, "Listen, man, like what what the hell is going on with you? You've been on like a rampage lately." And Matt admits that he killed a man, and he's been trying to convince himself that he didn't hear the sound of his head hitting the cement, but. Every time I close my eyes, I, I hear it and or I you know I see it well, not see it literally but mm-hmm. um, so Daredevil's like you know I I tried to be right as Daredevil but I I did the wrong thing and I know you're here to make me answer for my crime and then the defenders are like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are like look we're not here to take you in we've all made the mistake of you know it, it's not like we did it on purpose but it's happened before and then daredevil stands up and he's like you're all murderers and then they're like uh dude you're wearing a punisher shirt and then he like looks down like he didn't even realize he was wearing a punisher shirt which i find even funnier (laughs) so uh he goes he says that he has to use the bathroom and then they could go but then you know of course i'm going to the bathroom is him escaping and uh he goes to the catholic church to uh talk to the father and um He's actually, they show like a flashback of him in the yellow suit, like which was like his first issue, I believe. So pretty cool stuff. And uh, he gets back to his apartment after talking with the father and the father is like, you can only forgive yourself or you can only be forgived, forgave when you forgive yourself. So I thought that was really cool. But he's like, you need to go heal yourself, you know, both your outside and your inside. So the, the talk with the father was really cool. And uh, when he gets back to his apartment, uh, he senses somebody's there, but he has no idea who it is. Uh, he thinks at first it's the hand, but he's like, no, the heartbeat's a strong one. I, I can hear the muscles tighten. He's pure power, and he doesn't even know it. He's the best of us. And the person goes, daredevil. And then uh, all of a sudden, out of the shadows comes Spider-Man. And uh, Spider-Man is like, uh, listen, I, I wouldn't want to follow you. I, I don't even want to know who you are. I didn't look at like your mail or try to find out your name. I'm not looking here to find your identity. But you killed a man, and it's horrible. All right, I've been there. You have to do a lot of soul-searching after, but you're better than this. And you can't be terrorizing the neighborhood and fist-fight cops just to try to get away from it. So you're a mess. You're in trouble. You're a suicide mission. And I'm here to tell you, you're done. And uh, after like a long talk with Spider-Man, 
like they go back and forth a few times. He decides, you know what, I need to be done. So he puts down the Daredevil mask. He takes off the outfit, and he's just Matt Murdock. And they say, cast out the devil. And he falls, like his head rocks back as he's in a lot of pain. So, yeah, that was the issue. And the next issue, like the cover just shows Matt Murdock walking on the street. So um, really great, heavy issue. Like I don't even think I did it justice recapping it. but (laughs) And Spider-Man's appearance was awesome because – I love Spider-Man and Daredevil teaming up because we actually get a more serious Spider-Man. Uh, I kind of like Spider-Man being at least a little bit more serious. So I thought it was really cool. And I talked to some of my fellow friends who also like Spider-Man you know, more serious and they really dug it too. So yeah, it was really cool. There I get into this book. <laughs> I, I, give, I give it like a 9.5, maybe a 10. I, I really enjoy this issue, and the artwork is like perfect for it. So if you're not reading Daredevil, go read it. It's only five issues in, and it's really fun so far. And if you like Daredevil, I think you're going to like this book. All right. Good yeah. to know. Uh, so now quickly, I know we're over an hour, and you guys are going to get mad at us, but let's do a character of the week. Uh, our character of the week is Burn. Bane Burn. is our character of the week. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about how we were introduced to the character, and what we like about the character, and where we see the character going, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I'll start. Uh, I was introduced to Bane through the Nightfall storyline. I did not see him in like any movie slash show, but it's weird because I watched Batman and, and Robin as a kid, the movie, the George Clooney movie, and I did not remember Bane being in that at all. So I guess I saw that as a kid, but just didn't like correlate that's Bane. But I remember him early on from the Nightfall storyline where he breaks Batman. It's a great storyline, Chuck Dixon, and uh, one of my favorite Bat storylines ever. Um, but yeah, so that's how I was introduced to Bane. I think Bane is a pretty cool character uh I, I think his backstory goes deeper than a lot of people let it and i i don't know i've liked a lot of the story season just uh but nightfall is obviously takes the cake of course, um yeah. in media um i thought it was pretty cool in batman the animated series even though they didn't show him too much and basically all you had to do to take him down was like disconnect his venom but uh yeah uh dark knight rises uses him as the mo- and in the movie and i don't know I, I like Tom Hardy. I like Dark Knight Rises. You know, it's a cool movie. It's not comic book Bane, but as a real life adaptation, I don't think it's terrible. You know, they stick away from the Venom, but they go more into like his mind, which is cool because a lot of people discount Bane as all muscle, but he's actually got a great brain behind it. So I think that's cool. Um, the Batman and Robin version is literally just like a guy who punches things and like gets Venom in his veins. Uh, but yeah, and um, where I see the character going. Um, I see him going to take down Batman. I really hope this like story that they've been building, like when I look at it from afar, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's been breaking Batman little by little throughout the you know fifty issues, and then now it's really getting worse, and he's playing the whole city. But when I actually read the issues, I don't feel the same. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope that he gets some kind of justice in this arc, and I hope that Bane is a great villain. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was introduced to Bane through, I guess, yeah, the old live-action Batman and Robin. Uh, I don't remember that, though. <laughs> I don't remember. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Besides that, I was introduced to Bane through the anime series, I believe. Uh, as far as I could tell, I didn't read any Bane comics. Like, I read Nightfall, but not until I was getting into comics, where I picked up Nightfall. So... I feel like I was mostly introduced him through the animated series, but even Young Justice when Young Justice first started, because he had a role oh, yeah. in that. Uh, I can't really think of when I first saw Bane. Uh, Dark Knight Rises came out, that's when I fully got introduced to Bane, but although I don't think that's really Bane, Tom Hardy plays 
instead of the luchador that we all know the luchador on venom drugs being all jacked up he mostly plays like a british terrorist which yeah. isn't bane but by the time when i saw that movie i'm like wow that's bane bane talks like this when he doesn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Tom Hardy's portrayal of Bane, but he is a good British terrorist. Uh, I like Bane as a character. I think he, I wanted him, I wanted to be used in the Matt Reeves trilogy actually, with a Patman. Uh, I think he would be kind of cool as like maybe not a first movie villain, but maybe second. Uh, but we get a real Bane with like the muscles and everything, and the venom uh, and the luchador. Yeah. I would want that. Uh, he's in. He's a huge part of Tom King's current Batman run. I think that his Batman run isn't good, but I feel like a final fight, Batman versus Bane, can be good. One of Tom King's best arcs is I Am Bane from yeah, uh, their early Rebirth days. I think that's a great issue or arc where just Batman versus Bane in Gotham City, like it's yeah. classic and it's good. Uh, Bane's a cool Batman villain. I like to see more live ac- a proper live action of him. And yeah, but when yeah, being... yeah, in live action, I'd like to see them do the Darth Vader approach, where you have like one guy's the body, like the guy that plays, um, I think he's like on Game of Thrones, like the mountain, the mountain, like yeah. If they got a guy like that, and then you use like a Spanish voice actor to like cover like somebody how they have it in Young Justice, like a voice like that, I think that's the way to go at Bane because he's wearing a mask, so doing a voiceover is not hard at all. Exactly. So yeah, that just would be don't my take goal. him. Don't make him take off the mask often, and we should be good. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, that's it for the episode. Sorry yeah. it ran so long, and sorry it's a little late, but a uh, busy week happens. But episode 50 is coming up next, and we're trying to do something special for y'all. Still figuring out ourselves, but I hope you like it. Yeah, uh, anyway. follow us on uh, Comic Hunter and History of the Flash. We'll be posting on our story probably, just like what episode 50 will be and whatnot. But yeah, thanks for being with us for almost a year. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so yeah, if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five star review or follow slash subscribe wherever you listen. And yeah, we just appreciate you listening overall. Uh, for a hero story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Yeah.